Welcome to the podcast, Estate Planning with Paul Rabelais, where we'll discuss the latest and simplest legal strategies and tactics available for you to protect your estate for yourself and your family, all in easy-to-understand terms. It's all about protecting your estate now, so you and your loved ones can reap the benefits later. And now your host, estate planning attorney, Paul Rabelais. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the differences between a testamentary trust and an inter vivos trust. Hey everybody, I'm Paul Rabelais. I'm an estate planning attorney. I help people around South Louisiana get their legal affairs in order and then we make sure things go smooth when they pass away. Topic today... Uh, it gets a little bit of confusion out there, and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, get the lingo straight, and then we're going to apply a set of circumstances so you can understand the difference. So uh, in our in our Louisiana Trust Code, it says a trust is either testamentary or inter vivos, so it's got to be one of those, um, and it can't be both. So all trusts are one or the other. Let's jump right in. First, let's, let's get the pronunciations and what all that means right. So you heard me say the word testamentary. Some people call it testamentary, same thing. You heard me say the words inter vivos. Some people call it inter vivos. The layman's version is living or during lifetime. And so there's just a few of the lingo items. So let's just jump right in. And I think the best way to explain the differences is just to give you an example, kind of a real, a real world hypothetical example. So I'll give you the example of Jack. And Jack's married to Jill. And Jack has two kids. Maybe it's kids he had with Jill or maybe it's kids he didn't have with Jill. It really doesn't matter for purposes of our uh, discussion here. So Jack wants to, when he dies, he wants um, the assets in his estate to be available for Jill, but he wants to make sure that when Jill dies, those assets revert back to Jack's two kids. So the first example I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you is how that may, may play out in a testamentary trust. And just to tell you in advance what that means, a testamentary trust is a trust, the terms of which are in someone's last will and testament. So if Jack were to settle, set that arrangement up, he would likely have a will prepared, signed, all the formalities met. And that will would say something like, when I die, I leave my estate into, or I leave my estate to the Jack Trust, or maybe it's called the Jack Testamentary Trust. It doesn't have to have the word testamentary in there. It just has to be in a valid last will and testament. So he says in his will, I leave my estate to the Jack Testamentary Trust. And then he goes on in his will to state the terms of that trust, which will say something like, I name my wife Jill, Jill as the income beneficiary for life. I name my two children as the principal beneficiaries of the trust. And if the income beneficiary, Jill, needs principal for her health, education, maintenance, or support, 
then the trustee may distribute principal to Jill for those purposes. Maybe it goes on to say, I name Jill as the trustee of this trust, and I name my two children as the successor co-trustees of this trust. So it probably says more than that, but let's, let's call it right there. And all of those provisions that I just described are written into the last will and testament of Jack. So Jack's will, it gets signed. It's, you know, it, it creates the testamentary trust called the Jack Testamentary Trust. A few years later, Jack dies. A couple of weeks after Jack dies, Jill and Jack's two kids come into the office. They've reviewed his will. They know what it says. They see that it creates a trust. They come in and they say, well, you know what, Paul? Um, there's not going to be a, a probate or a succession necessary because Jack set up a trust. That's um, common, uh, common false assumption number one is that because um, someone sets up a testamentary trust, somehow that eliminates the need for any kind of probate after the person who wrote the will with the trust dies. So that's incorrect. We still have to do the probate because the assets were in Jack's name when he died. And when he died, um, his assets were frozen. And we have to go through the probate to have the courts supervise the transfer of the assets from Jack to the Jack Testamentary Trust. So no one's um, either simplifying or avoiding the probate process by establishing a testamentary trust inside of their last will and testament. That's probably the key point that I want people to you know, walk away with after they listen to this podcast. Okay, so let's look at same set of circumstances, but done through an inter vivos, inter vivos, living trust, a trust Jack sets up during his lifetime. So Jack sets up the Jack living trust or the Jack inter vivos trust. During his lifetime, it's not part of his will. It's its own separate standalone trust and um, same provisions. Um, it says that, perhaps it says that after Jack dies, Jill is the income beneficiary for life. She's the trustee. Jack's two children are the principal beneficiaries. And if the trustee determines that the income beneficiary, Jill, needs principal for her health, education, maintenance, or support. The trustee's authorized to distribute principal to an income beneficiary. And so now if, if that trust is not what we call funded, if assets aren't transferred or retitled into that trust before Jack dies, Jack's probate's going to be necessary when he dies to, to transfer the assets from his will assuming his will says, when I die, I leave my estate to the Jack Living Trust, um, there'll be a probate necessary if the assets are still in Jack's name when he died. Many people all over the country um, 
one of their goals is to avoid probate, could call it succession in Louisiana, the court-supervised process of transferring things when one passes away. So if that was one of Jack's goals, he could have accomplished that by retitling Jack's assets during his lifetime to the Jack Living Trust, or maybe it was called in fancy terms, the Jack Intervivos Trust, so that when he died, his assets were already titled in the name of his trust. Assets in a trust don't have to go through the probate process, only assets in an individual's name that are frozen when they die. Those assets have to go through the probate process. So Jack could have arranged his living trust or also called his intervivos trust so that when he died, then perhaps his wife Jill would step in as the trustee of that trust and continue managing everything and dispersing the income to Jill without having to go through the, you know, the court process without attorney involvement and without the delay and the cost and the stress that most families um, are required to go through when they have to go through that probate process when somebody dies. So that should should give you a good example of what the difference is between an inter vivos or living trust and a testamentary trust that all the terms of which are in someone's last will and testament. Hope that helps. A um, lot of other stuff out there on the internet about um, inter vivos and testamentary trusts. Uh, you may need to listen to this a couple of times to, to really get the full impact. But hope it helps you uh, kind of prepare yourself to make those all-important decisions and have those all-important discussions about uh, you know how to leave behind what you've worked so hard for. Go out there, take care of business. We'll see you.